Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I am Paul Caputo, sportslogos.net minor league baseball correspondent, broadcasting live, as always, from the Helmet Sunday Hall of Fame in Fort Collins, Colorado. Today, we are going to talk about the Missoula Paddleheads, who are one of the most fun new brands out there in the last few years, and they play up in Montana. I had the luxury of getting to see the Paddleheads with many of my Twitter friends over the last summer on a road trip with my kids. It's, a, it's an absolutely fun new brand, and it's uh, it sort of took the world by storm right around when COVID was happening. So that was that's an interesting part of this story for sure. But I am joined by team president Matt Ellis right now. Uh, we're going to talk to Jason Klein of Brandios uh, a little bit later on, and we're going to talk with Henry Hunter, vice president of the Pioneer League. So Matt, first of all, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing great. Paul. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing really well. And yeah, I appreciate you coming and talking to me about the, uh, the paddleheads. We've had several conversations before, primarily for sportslogos.net. When the, when the brand was unveiled, I got to cover that and, and track the reaction to the switchover from the Missoula Osprey to right. the Missoula paddleheads. And, you know, we talked at the time that that, that Osprey logo, people loved it in the community, but it was, it was in need of an update. And so you you worked with the the folks of Brandios and you said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna come up with something new and relevant to the area. And you've got this great moose-based theme here. So can you talk to me? This is a podcast about what minor league logos and nicknames mean to their communities. So can you talk to me about what the what what does a paddlehead mean to Missoula? <laughs> well, um, I wasn't 100% sure when we were first looking at it as one of our finalists, to be honest with you, because, you know, moose um, are prevalent in Montana, just maybe not in Missoula City proper, for example. So, you know, like 20 miles out in Rock Creek or uh, Nine Mile, uh, those places, you're, you'll see a lot of moose. But we were at a point where uh, um, we were actually on a call with Brandios and we were going over our five final names and we got an Amber Alert on our phone that a baby moose and its mom was in the uh, in the vicinity of downtown and everybody was saying stay away because the moose is a pretty, pretty tough animal. So um, that was the relevance at that moment. And we all said, that's a sign. This is going to be our name, Paddleheads. And uh, and it stuck from there on. Um, the moose got uh, saved and it got put back into uh, into uh, the wild. But um, it was uh, only a block away from our office here downtown in Missoula. So it was it's kind of a, a crazy story. And, um, you know, we just asked, you know, well, what does a moose really fit Missoula? And then all of a sudden we get this Amber alert. Well, it's funny that you talk about the moose being sort of dangerous, right? Because they've, you know, maybe because of like Rocky and Bullwinkle, right? Like they have this sort of sense of, you know, they're, they're sort of big and goofy and round looking, right? Like, and they don't look right. like that they could take you out, but you don't want to go near a moose if you see one walking down the street. No, a lot of people think uh, moose is a little more um, dangerous than a bear just because it's so aggressive um, when it sees you. Um, but uh, so we, we, you know, we, that was one of the things in our brand is we were working with Brandios on having a, uh, a, a you know, mascot that didn't scare kids, but also, you know, you know, look competitive, look tough. Uh, so that we were trying to find that mix so that you, you know, you don't look like a like a wimp on the field, you know, but at the same time, you want the kids to embrace it. So sure. Well, I think a moose fits the bill. And this moose of yours has that brandiose grimace, right? Like he's gritting his teeth. Right. This is an audio medium here. So, you know, I, I just gritted my teeth and, and talked through my my clenched mouth. So that's great. That's great audio podcasting technique right there. The the brand itself is, and I'll talk to Jason uh, of Brandios about this, but the brand itself is a, is a pretty large suite of logos that tell a lot of, of different stories. 
the primary thing that you are doing seems to be this focus on Montana. Much of the Pioneer League, well, you've got the Great Falls Voyagers, the Billings Mustangs, and then the Missoula Paddleheads. Yeah, and then we just added Glacier to the as an excuse. So the, the range riders, of course. And then I, of course, will have the Northern Colorado Owls with a Z right around the corner from where I live right. in Fort Collins, Colorado. Exactly. So yeah, so you've got the, the four teams in 2022 playing in Missoula. But the the brand, the Paddleheads brand really focuses on, you know, Montana. There's one logo that has the state outline. And so there's there seems to be a real focus on we're going to be Montana's team here. That obviously was intentional. Yeah, it was. Um, but it was really about lifestyle. And, um, uh, you know, we spent time with, uh, with Brandios and, and had some focus groups and we didn't, we wanted a, we didn't want a name that didn't relate to our community. In other words, we didn't just want to pick a, a fun, crazy name that uh, had really no relevance to this community. So we, we really based all of our logos off of lifestyles, whether it's, you know, and, and local landmarks, like we have the piece um, the peace logo, which represents the, the uh, iconic peace symbol that was on the, the mountains overlooking Missoula for years. You know, we have the state logo because we did want to brand ourselves as a, as a state entity. Um, uh, and uh, we have the, fly, the moose fly fishing in that, in that logo. Uh, we have the float logo where the moose is floating down the river, which you do right next to the ballpark. You can do it to a game. You know, uh, so we tried to do as much of lifestyle stuff as we could to represent who Missoula is, what Missoulians are about. And uh, I think we accomplished that pretty good. In fact, our next set of logos as we evolve is going to do more lifestyle type stuff. Your next set of logos. Is this breaking news? When when can well, we expect that? Well, it's breaking that news, but um, Jason will be excited to hear it when you tell him because I haven't, I haven't officially ordered it yet. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, when I talk to Jason next, I'll be sure to, to, to break that news. <laughs> so you mentioned the river and you mentioned the, you know, the fact that the ballpark's right there along the river. When I was there last summer, right. we stayed in a hotel that was on the river and I, you know, I always like to go for, I, I keep a list of all the states where I've been running. So, right. you know, if any state where I've run at least three miles, I crossed off the list. And so I was, you know, I had the opportunity to go for a run from the hotel to the ballpark basically, and, you know, sort of run around the ballpark. And I always like, you know, even though I had just been to the, the a double header the night before, it was sort of fun right. to, you know, go along the river and, and see the ballpark there. But it was, it's very much as you describe, right? Like you've got these beautiful mountains, you've got this beautiful right. scene, you've got the river running right there. I, I just missed, I think the like float to the ball game game. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't get to do that. Although I wouldn't, I don't know what I would have floated there in, but well, and the ballpark itself, has this beautiful view of these mountains off to the right field side. So it's really an idyllic view from a ballpark, one of the best I've seen. So you really embrace this sort of outdoorsy lifestyle of Missoula itself, which I really enjoy. Yeah, and that's that's what Missoulians are about, you know, and uh, the, the ballpark's located downtown. Um, it's right on the river, as you said. We actually have a boat launch that's in the parking lot. Uh, so people are coming out of the river during games from fishing, fly fishing all day or floating. Um, so our float to the ballpark is um, actually ends right at the stadium. They get out of the river and they go straight into the, into the ballpark and um, uh, go to the game and get, get a barbecue and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a fun promotion. We also do like a river cleanup. So we're embracing um, um, the lifestyle of the river and downtown and, and all that. And it's, uh, 
like I said, it's been a real success for us um, in wherever we're located. Well, and I even noticed during the game that, you know, people were, they were walking along the trail, you know, just, they were just out and about on the trail and the, you, you are, it seems like it's pretty intentional that you don't really block people's view, right? You know, if they're, if they're walking along the trail, they can actually see the ball game, you know, they can stop and like take in, you know, take in a batter or two as they're out there on the trail. And so that was, it was fun to see just people in the community, like stopping and, and watching a little bit of the ball game as they were out for a stroll. Exactly. Um, we, uh, we did that intentional so that uh, it was one of, you know, the stadium was built in part by private donations and by a nonprofit locally that built it. And uh, one of their um, aims was to make it to where people could sit on the grass hill in center field without having to pay for a ticket. And, and we're good with that because we know that the experience inside the ballpark is so much better than that experience out in the hill. So we're still going to have people coming in and not, not poach us. And it doesn't hurt us at all. It's actually a great community uh, amenity to the ballpark. Oh, for sure. Because I think it would just create this, this connection of like, Hey, this is fun. Maybe I want to get in there and actually, you know, buy some concessions and buy a t-shirt. And we, so we did this, this was part of a road trip that we did last year where several of my friends who I only know through Twitter, I actually got to meet for the first time ever in person at a paddleheads game. So we have this great group photo of, you know, Eric, the peanut guy and Patrick, right. and Corey Nissen from baseballmapper.com, you know, and too many to name. I always try to name everybody and I always leave someone out. So I feel bad. So, but you know, a bunch of us met at this game and it turned into a double header because of a rain out the day before, which right. was sort of perfect. And then we sat up there on the concourse where they have the fire pits and, you know, the, the tickets are not that expensive and they come with food. And, and so it was just, a, it was a great game experience. It was a really fun game experience. One of the things I remember at the, about the ballpark though, is the Osprey nest, which was the, the namesake for the, the original team, which played from 1999, essentially until 2019. It's sort of, when do you count the switchover? Was the switchover the COVID year of 2020 or do you count it well, as 2021? We technically uh, announced in 99 on November and then we lost our season of 2020 right. uh, through the COVID. And then so the first time we wore a uniform was last season, even though we had announced 18 months prior. Um, but yeah, the, the Osprey Nest in center field is is, is still there. And the, the, the birds have gotten and arrived here already for the summer, which is great. Um, and uh, it's it's going to be an iconic uh, part of our stadium forever, despite the fact that uh, our official name isn't the Osprey anymore. But um, uh, it, it was some of the hatred I got for changing the name. That was it was all centered around the nest. You know, like are you going to cut down the nest now, or you know, what about the bird in center field? I mean, you know, like the bird had you know was was really upset that we changed the name. Um, so it was uh, it was it was it was a challenge to get the word out that the nest was not going anywhere. In fact, we will still wear the Osprey jerseys for two games this season. So we still embrace it. And uh, it is pretty cool to see the bird um, catch a fish and then kind of show it off in the middle of the ballpark as fans are sitting there. He'll, he'll um, uh, take a little lap, a victory lap showing the fish uh, that he caught before he takes it up to the nest for the mom and uh, the, the, um, the chicks. That's really cool. Well, Osprey are famously brand aware, so I'm sure they're the birds themselves are pretty annoyed that you you made that yeah, change. Yeah, there was a little bit more bird poop around the concourse. So <laughs> that was their sign. <laughs> was, they're making a statement on the new brand here. So, well, so you so you bring you know you bring up the birds' reaction to the new brand, but what was the community's reaction to to the rebrand? 
Well, uh, the Brandios uh, guys really prepped us well. Um, so we were pretty, pretty understanding. We didn't believe it at first, but then once it happened, we said, oh, these guys are pretty smart. They know what they're doing. You know, it was a total J curve. So the first, they said it was going to be like a two month dip where you just had a lot of hatred. Um, I needed some um, arm security for about <laughs> six weeks. Um, but uh, all joking aside, it, it only lasted about a month in Missoula. Um, I still have people that have not come back to the ballpark who said they will never come to a game again, which is kind of weird to me, but um, I, I respect, uh, I respect that, I guess. Um, uh, but uh, the love for the logo and the brand has uh, far exceeded our expectations at the end of the day. So the J curve shot up very rapidly and um, it, you know, we sold hats in all 50 states and seven countries within like two weeks. So um, it obviously resonates not just in Missoula, but um, uh, worldwide. Sure. Well, and, you know, and I've learned about the J curve from talking <laughs> with, with Jason from Brandios about that, because it's this, it describes this reaction, you know, this in, initial negative reaction to change. And then, right. you know, this process of of embracing of a, of a, of a new thing. And so, uh, you know, as it applies to minor league baseball branding, those guys have figured that out at Brandios, right? Like they know. They totally know. And you would thought we were doing something that impacted the world in a, <laughs> in a, in a, in a health way or something. Cause the, the, uh, the amount of energy that was spent on being upset about the change when it was first announced was, um, was pretty impressive. Um, so it does show how important these logos and these brands are to, to people and, um, and that you have to do it right if you're going to change because uh, it does mean a lot to a lot of people. Sure. You know, I mean, there's, there's nostalgia and there's connections and that Osprey brand was around for 20 years. And, you know, you, you can see that. I would think that the rebrand at first, it seemed like it was really ill-timed because of COVID. You know, you lost right. a season right after you announced the rebrand. I remember there was concern. The, the Pioneer League switched from an affiliated short-season rookie-level league to a Major League Baseball partner league, essentially unaffiliated, right. unaffiliated independent league with some support from Major League Baseball. And there was some concern that after the rebrand and then losing a season to COVID and then the restructuring of minor league baseball, that we may not see the paddleheads take the field. And that was a concern, you know, we, uh, but the league really did a good job banding together. We started meeting weekly, you know, right before the official announcement of the cuts, because uh, we realized that we were, the whole league was on the cut list. Mm -hmm. um, so we started meeting weekly and we started working through scenarios and how this was going to play out. And we were really prepared when the time came and we got, we got moving pretty quick on this independent model and it's really worked out well. All eight teams plus uh, we added Boise for nine and now you've got Glacier uh, joining us this year for 10. Not only did all eight teams survive, but we've added two more teams. And um, um, I think all the markets are really strong right now and healthy and we've got some great brands in this league. Um, uh, and uh, Glacier's new brand just adds to that cachet. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, excited about the future of the pioneer league it's a great league and great communities and i think we came out of it pretty good well i mean that's been a real relief to see right and you know i'm i'm a minor league baseball fan as you know and i'm really excited that uh, you know i'm sorry for the people of orem utah but i i am very excited to have the now northern colorado owls with a z they'll be playing right around the uh, the corner from me here in fort collins will you travel with your team will you will the will the paddleheads play in northern colorado 
We're, we're not playing in Northern Colorado this year, but I'm sure we'll be there at some point in the future. Um, but our schedule doesn't take us there. So otherwise I'd come by and visit. Uh, I would, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing their new facility and their new community down there. I think um, that's gonna be a huge success in that area of, of Colorado. Sure. Yeah, I hope so. I'm trying to build some buzz for it. You know, I, I know people are talking <laughs> about it here. I have one last question about the logo and then I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, the decision to go with the term paddleheads rather than moose, especially when Missoula moose has that alliteration there, was there consideration of being the moose or was it always going to be some a sort of nickname like paddleheads for moose? No, it wasn't. It You know, we were pretty uh, loyal to the Brandios model and, you know, we take their advice pretty serious because they're really good. And, uh, sure. um, and one of the other things is that we want, you know, we were real big on an original name that nobody else had. And, um, and so paddleheads, paddleheads became that as all my logos drop. <laughs> we just, they, uh, we just had a sign come off the wall, like the guardian's store sign when it fell. <laughs> my podcast staging just fell apart. Um, <laughs> so much for that studio. Um, no, but uh, yeah, so we really took it to heart that we wanted something that was original to Missoula. We want the brand to feel like it's a Missoula thing. And um, there's no paddlehead anywhere else that we know of. Um, you know, uh, so that was kind of a cool uh, side to our, our brand and our name is that we kind of own it and we don't have to have something that's generic like the moose um like the name moose and to, to battle it out with other people and stuff it's it just made it to where it was ours and it's our community's name well it's it's one that i really enjoy people love moose you know and i'm glad to see that you know i i have a sense that that the new brand actually sort of helped sustain the team a little bit through the covid year you know selling merchandise to people sort of everywhere because i know that it was after the initial j curve in missoula it was well received nationally. I think people really like sort of moose-based logos, right? Yeah, um, it's and- a fun. It's a fun character to 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 use. And I think Jason and uh, over they. I, I think they loved it at Brandios in terms of the creativity they were able to have with with the with the moose. They did a really good job of, like I said, making it lovable but tough at the same time. Well, it's one that I really enjoy, and I appreciate you uh, coming on and talking about it for a little bit. Like I said, I'm going to talk with Jason and then I'm going to talk with Henry Hunter next here. I do have to mention, by the way, that my, my oldest child is just about to start at Gonzaga. Oh, So I'm going to be, uh, yeah, she'll be a freshman at Gonzaga next year. And so I'm going to be driving from Fort Collins to Gonzaga during baseball season a few times here. So I, I expect I'm going to find my way back to Missoula for another baseball game. We hope so. Uh, We're big fans of you guys. I mean, Sammy B, our on-field entertainment host and our um, uh, director of promotions and entertainment here. We call him the director of WOW. He's a, you know, he, he, he is like a huge disciple of your website and everything you guys do. He's one of your biggest fans. So we appreciate all you do. And we'd love to have entertain you again here in Missoula because uh, um, it's a great place. And um, that's great that, that she's at Gonzaga. You're only two and a half hours away. That's what I'm thinking. And it's, you know, I haven't looked at the exact route, but I'm thinking it's right on the way, right? I got to, you know, right. stop, stopping in Missoula will, will not be difficult. So, well, Matt, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and look forward to covering the Pioneer League as you enter into the second year as a Major League Baseball Partner League. Again, thanks again, Paul. We really appreciate all the work you do and, and uh, we look forward to seeing you this summer. 
I, I will do everything that I can to get there. Well, um, <laughs> one last question. The paddle heads are easy to find online. Are you on uh, social media anywhere where people can find you? Yeah, so we're at Go Paddleheads. Um, and if you go to our website, you can get on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Um, we're on Instagram. We do the whole the whole gamut. And uh, uh, it's uh, we've, we've got a pretty strong uh, social presence in our Wes Harton, our marketing and social media guy, does an amazing job. So I encourage people to um, to to go there. We also um, have a store downtown. It's paddleheadpost.com. So if people want to check out our logo and our brand and some of our Montana gifts in that in that store as well. Perfect, Matt. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for the shameless plug. Uh, hey, that's you know that's part of the deal, right? Like we want people to go find you. We want to support all these teams. So all right, all right. Thank you, Matt. Good luck this season. Hey, appreciate it, Paul. All right, welcome back, everyone. Once again, very pleased to be talking with my friend Jason Klein of the prolific design firm Brandios, the premier. We're back. <laughs> You're back. Here we We're are. Back. Again. I'm back. You're, uh, you're always here, Paul. I'm, I'm back. It's it, well, that's true. I'm always here on the podcast, but what a thrill again to be talking with you guys. Oh, I love uh, this. It's so, it's so fun. I always like jump coming on and telling the behind the scenes stories and ah, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked for this one. Well, it's fun for me too. And this is, so this is one, you know, the, the Missoula Osprey were around for a long time. That brand at least needed an update. And then and the team ended up going with a, a full rebrand. And you obviously worked with them on that process and came up with a moose-based theme. And who doesn't yeah. love moose, right? Like everybody loves loves moose here. So there's a lot to get into here. First of all, because there's, you know, there's there's like nine different logos for this team. There's a lot of different logos for this team, all part of this suite that you created. Yeah. The nickname Paddleheads, you know, something that that Brandios is particularly good at is coming up with terms like sea unicorns instead of narwhal and sod poodles instead of prairie dogs. And so so paddleheads, you know, the term and then the moose-based logo, and then all of this deep dive into Montana. There's a there's a there is a a lot going on in this logo. And I have to say, just sort of on a personal note, I'm really thrilled that that the team survived the Vogon Destructor Fleet reshuffling of minor league baseball, and you know that they that the the Pioneer League has thrived as an independent yes. MLB partner league. So, because there was some concern, it was basically this brand was unveiled right before we lost a season to COVID, and then right. the minor league baseball was reshuffled. So there was real concern here that this was one of the teams that we might just never see this new brand on the field. So yeah. So I want to start I'm, by saying I'm glad I'm glad it did because it was a fun it was a fun project. Totally fun project. Well so let me start let's start with where's the name Paddleheads come from? How'd you guys come up with that? So we landed in Missoula uh, and it was winter. Uh, snow was everywhere. It's gorgeous. If you've been to Missoula, it is like I mean, it's like everything that you would expect from like the Montana. It is amazing, right? Um, it's a total hippie town. It's a college town. It's sort of got a, you know, it's a, it rhymes with like a Eugene, if you will. Um, so it's got like a, a hippie vibe to it. And it's outdoors. I mean, everything is outdoors. They got the river going through the, the riverfront. Uh, everything is all about the outdoors. And, um, you know, one of the things that we got to do is we got to go to a, uh, more and more we're going to these history museums on our travels and seeing, you know, it was like, there's like taxidermy and that sort of thing. And I remember we were in a, in a history museum in Missoula and there's taxidermy, there's a moose. And we were like, man, you know what, man, the moose is like a thing. And, you know, there's like moose crossing and moose. We're like, man, we could really own 
moose. Because one of the things as a brand, if you can own that mental real estate, that subject matter, that's super powerful. Like one of the things that we think about is how do we own that, you know, name another Chihuahua uh, brand or another shrimp brand. Like if we can own the real estate, that's incredibly powerful. And there've been some moose stuff in the past in sports, but not really, nobody's really taken ownership. We felt like, wow, that's great. And the, one of the reasons that, um, that was so great was there's actually another team name that we had um, that was like really good. Um, and, and not, not, I don't want to say it was better than Paddleheads, but it had a trash pandas kind of vibe to it. And, um, and ultimately it was not family friendly um, when we, uh, we urban dictionary it. And now urban dictionary is never <laughs> like, a, you know, sometimes urban dictionary says something and you're like, yeah, it's fine. But yeah. just the way that this one came off in urban dictionary, we're like, ah, oh, we can't do it. So it was slang for a moose. That was originally what we were thinking about. Um, and, uh, and so we said, all right, we can't do that. It's got too many, too much, you know, too many problems, but, um, but we did like this idea of the paddle head as a slang and the, and the paddle head was a term, actually the team came up with that. So, you know, sometimes we come up with the names, sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, the suggestions come up um, from the, um, you know, the fans, sometimes they're inspired by fans. Sometimes they're, you know, inspired by team. So, you know, when we had the, the name, the team contest, and, you know, I'm, I'm talking earlier in the process, we're like, mm -hmm. okay, well, there's, you know, the, the moose would be a great idea. Let's put that in the mix. And there were other, there are other names, great names that were put in the mix. Um, but I think that the slang for the, you know, someone submitted moose, we're like, oh, how can we make this sort of switch it up and make it minor league fun. And then, um, you know, so we're like, okay, we need a moose name in the mix. And it wasn't going to be this other one, but uh, somebody on staff said, well, I think it was Kim uh, on staff said like, what about the paddle heads? And I was like, ooh, the paddle heads. And uh, outdoors, um, especially river-focused activity was is huge in Missoula. So floating the river, I think you can even surf in the river, um, but definitely, um, you know, kayaking, all of that like river activity in the summer, that is like a big Missoula thing. And so we had this idea of, oh, well, paddle heads could, you know, obviously, you know, it's slang for a moose, but when you think of a paddle head, you know, in the same way, like if you're a gym rat or a pizza rat, right? The idea that you're a fanatic about this activity, mm -hmm. um, if you're, you know, if you're fanatically, uh, fanatic about gyms, you know, you're a gym rat. If you're fanatic about pizza, you're a pizza rat. If you're fanatic about outdoors and paddling and kayaking, you're a paddle head. Um, and so that was like this idea we could take two worlds, which is nature and Montana, and then the outdoor activity and bring it all together. And so that was where it all came from. And we were just, you know, it was like, let's tell the story of, of Montana. Let's be Montana's brand. Let's celebrate everything about Montana. So, you know, early on we had the moose, then the paddle in the mouth, the paddle stuck in the, the antlers, the, you know, the, you know, uh, junk, you know, stuck in the antlers is a float in the river. Um, and, you know, so, so that was, you know, the early sketch concepts pretty quickly, we got into digital and the early concepts, you know, we, we knew um, we were probably going to have a green and we want to do something that was green and outdoors. We looked at like neon green and, you know, and, um, uh, you know, sort of forest green. The other thing too, is we, we knew that brown, you know, moose are brown. And we thought, man, there's, is there a way to like, just sort of like not get, make it just sort of dirty. Um, so like sort of Texas orange came in early. Um, 
And so that was sort of playing down the, you know, one route was going down color and trying to figure out what this is going to look like. The other thing too was we were working on the lettering. How do we say paddle heads? Um, and one of the slang terms from Missoula, Zootown. And nobody really owned, cornered the market on Zootown merchandise. Mm. So every city has its own slogan or nickname, but, um, and you might call it, um, you know, uh, you know, the big apple, that sort of thing here in San Diego, uh, we're America's finest city, but like no one's, you know, cornered the market on the Zootown slogan. Um, so we thought, well, if we could retail and own and create really cool merchandise for Zootown, um, that would be a thing. So we knew paddle heads had to be created. Zootown, um, was, was lettering that had to be created. And, um, and as I shared, Missoula is like a real hippie town. So we were like, can we create a lettering or a font or a typeface that feels like one foot in Major League Baseball, right? So it feels like a traditional Major League Baseball lettering. And then the other in this like psychedelic realm of the 1960s and, you know, sort of a Grateful Dead vibe. So, so that became the sort of the, the lettering path, um, you know, it, over time, we looked at different colors. We looked at, you know, we forget the, forget the, the greens. We looked at blues um, because there was a water element. Um, you know, the idea of doing neon too felt really interesting. Um, and so we had neon green. Ultimately, we wound up doing a reversal and flipped to neon orange. Um, and neon orange became, uh, you know, a color. And then, you know, marks that we're developing. We had marks where the antlers um, have, um, or the M has antlers. We had uh, the state you know, the state of Montana where there's like a fly fishing moose uh, out there. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was just a fun project to be able to, to tell the story of Montana and celebrate it in so many different ways with so many different icons. Sure. Well, and, you know, just looking at the suite of logos in, as a whole, right? I mean, you've got the one that has the, the you referenced that the state of Montana as an outline and that the the prominent feature in that one is the river and the fish and, you know, the stadium's right there on the river. I actually yeah. went to a game there last year uh, on you a road did? trip with my kids. Yeah, we stayed right down the river. And then the next oh, morning, amazing. I went for a run along the path on the river and found myself at the baseball stadium. And I'm like, well, this is perfect. But so, so you've got the river right there by the ballpark, which is great. The moose character himself is, is, is really fun because I, in my day job, I work with a lot of people who are naturalists, right? And they mm. deal a lot with the flora and fauna out there in the world. And, and moose are always a problem in terms of communicating with the public because everyone just thinks of, you know, they, they, they think of, they, they look friendly and round and sort of goofy and approachable and everyone wants to go like scratch them on the nose and a moose will wreck you, right? Like a moose <laughs> in the wild yeah. will wreck you and they tell you to stay away. I've been in places in Colorado where, you know, like a moose is walking down the street, basically. And I know that happened in Missoula when they were renaming the team as well. But this moose character that you created, right? Like you've got the grimacing moose sort of coming up out of the water, but you also have the sort of happy-go-lucky moose paddling on an inner tube down the river, right? So it's, you know, you've captured sort of both sides, you know, the, the public perception of the friendly round moose and then, but then the sort of more real perception of, or, or the reality of, the, the moose that you do not want to mess with because it will trample you to death. So, yeah. And, and, and that was by design because when you're designing a cap, you want to be able to, you want to be a quick read, as I've shared before, you want to be a quick read. And you so you want to be able to tell the story in 80 millimeters with the least amount of extra information. If it's not necessary, if it doesn't, you know, if it's not necessary, like 
remove it. So we had this idea that the, the you know the moose could be in the water. Um, that was interesting to us. Um, and this idea of sort of how do you to make it minor league and fun, you need this tension to exist in the design and this tension between sort of the, you know, uh, you know, okay, you have this moose who's got like baseball and fishing gear tied up in the antlers, which is, which is, you know, which is sort of goofy and silly and fun. And then the sort of tenacity of the character um, and that, that, that duality is what makes it a fun minor league cap. Whereas, you know, so, so we knew that like, if it was, you know, because we, we looked at versions like, well, should be smiling on the cap. It's like, well, the smiling with the goofiness is a little over the top. The tension exists when you create the, the tenacity with the, you know, the, the gear caught up in the antlers. Whereas to your point, when the antler, or excuse me, when the moose is in the inner tube, it's just fun, right? We're like, you know, it's, it's not the primary cap. It's a secondary logo. It's about fun floating the river. Um, so it's a different, you know, different version. And once we got the, the other thing was the idea of a, a paddlehead. We're like, okay, well, what, you know, what is it in? Is it? And a kayak, and we thought, oh, the kayak's gonna be complicated and long, and it's gonna take up a lot of real estate. Whereas an inner tube, um, short, compact, and so we knew that the moose was gonna be floating in an inner tube. And you know, being a you know, a, a, like this fun hippie town, we had this idea of like, well, what if we took the inner tube and put a broken, two broken paddles in a way that we could create a peace symbol? Right. Um, so there's this awesome peace symbol that is an inner tube with a single broken paddle down, you know, vertical, and then a broken um, paddle to make the, you know, sort of the, the legs of the piece symbol. And then you got all the, you know, the gear up in there. So we wanted this, you know, feeling you know, as I'm looking at the identity, um, you, you know, something that's very minor league, there's something that's real hippie, there's something that's real, you know, all in outdoors, all in Montana. Um, and then the uniforms, we have this like awesome, like specifically designed paddle heads tie dye, um, uniform where we were able to create this alternate Jersey where the, you know, cause of the magic of design, <laughs> yep, the magic yep, of computer yep. design, um, <laughs> the, the tie dye, um, sort of like, um, explodes out from the left chest and you have that, uh, peace symbol over the left chest of the tie dye and then boom, it explodes outwardly and radiates across the uniform. So this one was so fun. It is fun. And I got, you know, I got to go to a double, it was actually a double header that we went to last year because they got rained out the day before. So we got very lucky. We got to spend a long time uh, hanging out at this beautiful ballpark with this amazing view. One of my favorite details about the paddling moose is that he's wearing Birkenstocks, which is, yeah. you know, I, yeah, right. I, I enjoy that very much. Uh, another detail that I really like is when you zoom in on the eye of the moose, that the reflection in his eyeball is mountains of Montana. Yes. And that's, yes. that's a great detail because that features prominently there at that ballpark for sure. Yeah. And this is one of my favorites because it, you're, it does a lot, right? I mean, obviously there's, there's, a, there's several marks, but you're trying, to, you're trying to accomplish a lot, which is, okay, we're trying to do moose. We're trying to do uh, Montana uh, outdoors. Uh, we're trying to do, you know, uh, hippie town. And we're trying to um, do all these other things, which is tell a story in 80 millimeters or less. Um, you know, trying to put Easter eggs in there, like you said, the little Easter eggs of the reflection of the mountains, um, you know, the Birkenstocks, um, you know, you know, and it's got to feel, it's got to, you know, be a minor league logo. It's got to, you know, the, you know, the jerseys have to feel major league. Um, there has to be all these elements. So I, I, you know, 
I, I'm really proud of this one that, that our you know entire team worked on to be able to bring it to life because it does it does you know you're you're trying to thread a needle all the time when you're doing these projects and you're trying to balance it by t- telling a story and the you know the the restrictions and the challenges and the demands of a minor league identity and yeah I, I'm th- this one's fun. As always, Jason, I appreciate you coming by and telling the the behind the scenes story on the yeah. work that you guys do and the thinking that you have on this. As always, Brandios can be found on all the socials and online by searching their name, Brandios. And so, Jason, thank you so much. I appreciate it. My pleasure. This is so fun. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. Bye. All right, everyone. I'm very happy to welcome back to the program Henry Hunter, who is the executive vice president for the Pioneer League. Obviously, as we've mentioned, the Missoula Paddleheads are a Pioneer League team. I mentioned last month on the podcast when we were talking about the Idaho Falls Chuckers that that Henry and I sort of met fortuitously at a Great Falls Voyagers game around this time last year. Henry, it's it's great to see you again, and I'm looking forward to talking more about the the Paddleheads and the 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 Pioneer, the growing and expanding and technologically savvy Pioneer League. Awesome, awesome. Yes, happy to be here, Paul. Always a pleasure to get, uh, catch up with you. First of all, you were traveling with your with your children and your dad, right, during that road trip last year when we ran into each other. I was with my dad and my older sister, and Mike Shapiro, our league president, was with his wife and two sons, so it was a big family affair. Okay, that's right. I knew there I knew there was a large group, and it had, had people of all ages, so that that looked like a, a great time when we ran into each other in, in Great Falls there. Talking today about the Missoula Paddleheads, who are one of a handful of teams in the Pioneer League to have gone sort of full wacky with their with their logos. As we mentioned last month on the podcast, you and I are both from the East Coast, so we probably don't have a lot of experience with uh, moose necessarily. But in your in your travels around the Pioneer League to visit the stadiums, have you uh, have you run into many moose? I did because you can't travel the Pioneer League without crossing through Yellowstone. You'd, you'd be remiss to skip that part of the road trip. Um, and now we have Glacier National Park on our on our road trip as well. But um, you know, I didn't get the double entendre until I got there. And I had been thinking about a paddlehead. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a great play on the moose. And then I get to Missoula and I'm going to the game and there's this gorgeous river that literally went from the back of our hotel to the left field fence. And they've done promotions now where the players and the mascot and other people float down the river to the game. And it just clicked for me like, oh, a paddlehead. I get it now. And, and suddenly, you know, Brandios' work, uh, the company, that their ad agency that came up with that, who also came up with the Glacier Range Riders, it, it all clicked for me. And I was like, oh, this is even cooler than I thought. No, so I ended up uh, buying my son literally a paddlehead, the little foam paddlehead thing they had. Uh, I will say that the paddles lasted about three hours before he ripped one off. Yeah. But, uh, but it's a really cool souvenir. It's a really cool brand, and, and we've had nothing but good reception. They've uh, they've led not just our league, but really minor league baseball in terms of uh, merchandise sales and, and you know the exploitation of the brand. So they've done a great job. They've come up with, I think, seven different variations of it in their, in their various logos, um, and we're really excited about it. It's, it's one of the things that Brandios does so well is, uh, you know, this sort of larger narrative, you know, this suite of logos that tell a, tell a story. Unbelievable views at the ballpark, right? Like you get out there on that sort of third base concourse and you just have these expansive views of the, the mountains. And I was lucky to, to go to a game there last summer as part of the road trip with my kids and, and ran into a whole bunch of other well, didn't run into, we planned a bunch of Twitter friends, largely only known online, sort of converged at once and met one another. And now we've become real life friends since then. So 
the Missoula has a as a place in my heart because it was you know first of all we got oh we got to see a double header because the game the night before got canceled still no knockout round though we did not get to see a knockout we had two chances at a knockout round and we didn't get it so they well, I'll tell you a quick story about those views though one yeah. is that they still have an osprey up in the left field fence uh sitting up there on that pole but the second thing is there's a uh there's a mountain out beyond right field with a giant M painted or carved into it. And they'll tell you it's a 10 minute walk and take it from me. It's not a 10 minute walk. <laughs> I think 30 minutes later, I was cursing out the whole front office for, for suggesting I climb that mountain, <laughs> but it was a fun experience. <laughs> that is, that is a, a mountain time zone trick right there. Right? Like cause something looks like it's right there, you know, but uh, I'll tell you just even just driving around Montana and Idaho and Wyoming to get to these games. Cause I had to get through, uh, there are no Wyoming teams, but I had to drive through Wyoming to, to get up there to, to Billings and, just this this scenery in the pioneer league is is spectacular so pioneer league of course now it was a class a affiliated league a short season class a affiliated league now it is a major league baseball partner league and as we talked last month that has freed you up to really innovate and and have this league become a, a really sort of strong representative for technology and baseball not necessarily in the game itself but in terms of of fan access and and that sort of thing so uh, i know there's a new app i know that the website has been updated there's different streaming options can you talk about sort of what the league's doing to to make itself more accessible to fans absolutely um we had a busy off season where i basically indulged all of my favorite uh sports consumption uh products and tried to merge them into a pioneer league offering that would be really cool for our fans so as you guys saw a couple of weeks ago, we launched our uh, PBL Roundup weekly Wednesday night show uh, live from Missoula on opening day. Uh, we were lucky to score a coup with our host, uh, Joe List, who's a successful comedian, is on there regularly, as is Bill Babesi, the former general manager of the Angels I mean, and the Mariners. Um, and, and the big coup, I think, is Tom Brenneman, who's going to be our weekly play-by-play guy you may recognize from his 30 years with the Cincinnati Reds and the Arizona Diamondbacks. So the three of them have meshed well. Um, the idea is, is almost a roundup of all the games in the league. And we've got cool guests coming. We've got uh, comedy pieces, make it fun, make it interesting. Uh, what's actually really been fulfilling about it, we're partnering with the School of Journalism and the School of Sports Management at Syracuse. So the Falk School and Newhouse School have, have given us a lot of really talented students to help us produce and design and, and make this something that would be fun for fans of all ages. That's not just fun, but informative and you know, it's inside baseball, but it's also a afternoon in the park with your buddies. Absolutely. Well, and that's just, it's so important, right? Because I think it's something that, that major league baseball has gotten sort of wrong. I mean, you know, one of the biggest complaints that people have about baseball is the, the blackouts, right? You know, as a, as a Phillies fan, if the Phillies are playing against the Rockies, I don't get to see them unless, <laughs> unless I go to the game. Right. And if the Rockies are playing the Phillies, in Philadelphia, I have no way to see them. So it's, you know, that to, for the pioneer league to be saying, okay, we're going to make our game more accessible. We're going to, we're going to facilitate streaming and we're going to have this, this uh, TV show. That sounds very exciting at the time of this recording. I have not seen it yet, but uh, I guarantee you that by the time it has come out, I will have uh, retweeted it and, and shared it and certainly watched the, the first episode there. What about uh, access to the, I know that you have a new app. What's the new app going to have for the, for fans? The new app's going to have a little bit of everything. Uh, you'll be able to follow either your favorite team or every team, um, and it'll have everything you need to follow the game closely from home or in the ballpark. So 
practical stuff like maps and fan guides, but also it'll have your tickets in it. It'll have the retail store in it. It'll have video highlights, news, rosters, um, you know, schedule of events that you can push to let you know that the game's coming on or whatever. And what I'm really excited about too, in addition to being able to watch the stream through the app, it has a fan camp. So we're trying to really integrate the fan experience and we want it to be participatory. So you will be able to take photos and videos of your experience in the park, you know, send them to us to put on the broadcast, put them on social media, you know, give us permission to share it, um, you know, and really make this a community experience where we're not just running the league, we're facilitating a conversation between the fans, the players, the teams. Um, you know, you talk about the blackouts and, and we've kind of gone to the opposite extreme. In addition to the fan cam, we, we've uh, done a dugout cam and Missoula actually pioneered this last year, pun intended. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, the initial thinking was, oh, you're going to put a cam in the dugout, you better mute it because of all the things that, that, you know, baseball players tend to say. And I had the exact opposite thought, you know, not only take it off of mute, but, in, you know, when the pitcher goes five innings, he's going to be at the end of the bench talking to Bill Bavese and Tom Brenneman about what he saw and what he experienced out there. And it just kind of makes it real accessible. You know, we, our players are awesome people who we like to showcase and they're all of them are way more fascinating, well-rounded than what you see on the field. So, you know, we thought it'd be cool to, get fans access, whether you're that, you know, 12 year old kid that wants to learn about launch angles or whether you're an MLB scout trying to decide whether to sign a guy, you know, everybody gets a better look at our players. I think this is brilliant. I love this. I, you know, I, I, cause I always, I always love the, you know, the spring training games when they mic up the players or, you know, any other occasion on, on a national telecast when they mic up the players, but I think they're sort of afraid to do it right for interfering with the sanctity of the game, you know? And so, I think the idea of hearing directly from the players during a game is it's, that's a brilliant idea. I think that gives great insight into, into the game. And especially, you know, you're, you're talking about this sort of younger professional players who are trying to make their way in the game. And it's uh, you know, as a, as a, as a partner league, you know, these are players who are not necessarily signed with major league clubs and, or, or in their systems. And so, I don't know, I think that that perspective on the game is just going to be, that's going to be a, a ton of fun. So and I think it's an exciting opportunity for the players too, because, you know, you get to showcase your baseball IQ. You know, it's not just, you know, I struck out. It's here's why I was expecting another curveball, and and you know here here are the tendencies that I had studied that I was ready for, and this that and the other. So it's you know they get to actually, you know, tell the world what you know the inside of being a professional baseball player. And these guys are really smart guys that that see a lot. Um, you know, they might not have you know whoever's you know Mike Trout's tools, but but they're smart guys that understand the game and are still playing at a very high level. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. And, uh, you know, it, it might be not the worst idea to have it on a seven second delay, but, uh, you know, other, <laughs> other than that, I think it's going to be, it, that's a terrific innovation. So wrong with a little passion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Well, Henry, this is, uh, this has been awesome. I mean, I love hearing from you about everything that the league has going on. As I, as I've said previously, I'm, I'm a, a fan of the pioneer league. The Chuckers had me throw out a first pitch, so it's going to be hard for uh, any Pioneer League team to top that. But, of course, I've got now my hometown, Owls with a Z, who I have gotten to see in person at, by the time that this episode drops. And so the work, I'm uh, really enjoying the work that you're doing with the Pioneer League. I appreciate you coming on and, and look forward to having you on again when I cover some more Pioneer League teams. Awesome. The pleasure was mine. And remember, Wednesday nights, about 7 p.m. Mountain Time, we've got five games and a great conversation with cool guests. So uh, hopefully you'll tune in. I will absolutely tune in and I will share it all around on all the socials. Awesome ball. See you soon. Thank you, Henry.